says i am delivering this friday sermon from detroit america where with the grace of allah a large number of american jamaats have assembled to attend their annual convention for some time i have been discussing the prayers mentioned in the holy quran which have been said by those servants of allah who were bestowed with blessings and they continued to receive allah's blessings but before continuing with this discussion i want to tell you briefly that friday also has a deep and lasting link with jamaat ahmadiyya and the mention of this link is made in chapter 62 al juma the friday is a day of assembly and it is in this regard that the day has been named juma in arabic but in the holy quran in chapter juma this subject has also been mentioned that a time shall come when the latter day people will be joined with the earlier people wa akhirina minhum lamma yalhaqu bihim wa huwa alazizul hakim some latter people are such that despite their appearing a long time after those who believed in the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him and were his servants in the early period will be joined with them as though they are from among them 
So from this point of view, Jamaat Ahmadiyya has a deep and lasting link with Juma. The subject of the prayers which I have been discussing also has another link with it. The link is that the prayers which were said by those who were bestowed blessings, if Jamaat Ahmadiyya were to continue to ask Allah's blessings with special attention and deep concentration, then all the pastimes will come together in this period, and all those blessings which Allah had put during previous times on His many humble servants, all those times can collect together in this period as a blessing of these prayers. With regard to the discussion of prayer, I will start the subject today with Hazrat Noah. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. This prayer has been preserved in chapter 54, Al-Qamar. The prayer is only this. Hazrat Noah called his Lord and submitted, I have been overwhelmed and my opponents have prevailed upon me. So please help me. The background to this prayer has been mentioned as that before the people of Hazrat Noah had denied him. That nation disbelieved our servant. This form of expression reflects great love and there is an exceptional close relationship with Hazrat Noah. It does not say that they disbelieved Hazrat Noah, but says that they disbelieved our servant. And they said, he is mad, he suffers fits of insanity. And he has been reviled by our gods. Our gods have put a curse on him. So at such a time, Hazrat Noah supplicated <coughs> that, O oh Allah, I have been owned, so please help me. In answer to this, Allah says, <laughs> We opened the gates of heaven from which came down a continuous downpour. And we caused the earth to burst with gushing springs. So both these waters, that is the water from above and the water from the earth, collected together. On such a thing which had been decreed. And we lifted him on such a thing, that is, in this flood we saved him with such a thing, which was built with planks of wood and nails. It sailed before our eyes. This is a reward for him 
who had denied. This prayer is especially linked with Jamaat Ahmadiyya because Hazrat promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was also addressed in terms of the incidents of Hazrat Noah. And more than once, Allah told him through revelation that you will also face a time like that of Hazrat Noah and we will help you in a similar way. So in the light of these revelations, His Holiness promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, wrote a book with the title of Kashtienu, the Ark of Noah. Time when no child could be found who had not studied this book. But I feel that there are many children today, there are young Ahmadis in many of the countries who have probably heard the name Kashtienu, but he may not have been enabled to study this important book. It is necessary because this boat which Hazrat promised to Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was granted is not made with planks of wood and nail, but is made of a teaching. Therefore, in the times of today, which is a time of destruction, and various kinds of floods of evil are ready to rise violently, at such a time, it is necessary for the Jamaat Ahmadiyya that it should know the subject of Kashtienu fully, and should find out as to through which boat they will be saved. Otherwise, whosoever will not use boat, there can be no hope of his survival. Man is facing two kinds of destructions. One is spiritual destruction and the other is physical destruction. As is becoming obvious, this subject will not be repeated word for word physically, but will be repeated in meaning. So the downpour of rain from above and the gushing of the water from the earth, both these meanings apply to the present time in this way. That there is a spiritual destruction which is biting man from heavens, and there is a worldly destruction which through various torments which are descending because of the wickedness of the world is creating means of man's physical destruction. So both kinds of destruction are faced by the world. The teaching which Hazrat promised to Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has presented in Kashti Anu, although it is difficult to act on it 100%, and rarely would there be a man who can say that I have understood all this teaching clearly, and can say with full confidence that I am acting upon it. But to try to act upon this teaching is in fact a basis of salvation. Some Ahmadis ask me that when we read Kashti Anu, we do not find ourselves in this boat. What should we do? We are frightened to book, because some such minute things have been mentioned in this book that if you will do this, you will not be counted among my followers, and if you will do that, even then you are not in my Jama'ah. Therefore they say that instead of a message of peace, a voice of fear rises from our heart and frightens us, that you are not among those who have boarded this boat. It is, it is a fact that such thoughts do not develop in one or two people, 
but each man who listens to the voice of his conscience, similar thoughts will develop in his mind. With my own experience also, I have reached this conclusion that reading this book at times one's whole body trembles, and one thinks that I have not been able to deserve to belong to the Jamaat of Hazrat Promised Messiah. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. But on the other hand, there is another aspect also. It is a fact that to walk on the path of Allah's pleasure is not possible without the will of Allah, and one gets support only through prayer. And whoever will continue to supplicate to enter this ark of Noah, each of his step will continue to advance towards that of protection. And on whichever step he will die during this journey, he will die in a state of peace. This is the subject which His Holiness Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has clearly explained for us. He mentioned it in a parable that a man who had committed numerous sins, he had committed so many sins that no sin of the world could be imagined which he had not committed. He used to attend the court of various holy men and courts of various scholars and mentioning his pitiable situation said that my heart desires that I should repent. Is there any door of repentance open for me? Each scholar and each apparent holy man gave him the same reply that no door of repentance is open for you. You have closed all doors of repentance on you, therefore there is no chance of forgiveness for you. Eventually a pious man suggested to him that if you migrate to such and such a city, which is a city of pious people, of righteous people, you should go and live there and leave unpious cities then some means of your salvation may be possible. With this intention, the man set out for that city. But on the way he fell ill. His health deteriorated till he could not walk any longer. Then on his knees he began to drag himself to that city. In this condition he died. Allah's angels approached Allah and mentioning this man, they asked, among which people should we count him? Allah replied that this man had decided to repent and was so desirous of repentance that when his body refused to support him and he had no strength, even then to his last breath he dragged himself to the city of the pious people. So you should with him this way, that you should measure the distance. If the distance to the city of the pious is less, then count him among those who are forgiven. But if the distance to the city of the unpious is less, then regard that he is not forgiven. In the parable it says that when the angels began to measure the distance, then Allah continued to extend the distance to the city of the unpious, and continued to contract the land to the city of the pious. And the final result was that the angels found that the city to which he was going with the aim to repent was nearer. So our Allah treats his servant in this way. He is Ghafurur Rahim, most forgiving and ever merciful. 
to despair from him is unbelief and a sin. Therefore, we should try that our step of migration should be towards the pious. In fact, this parable is connected with that well-known saying of His Holiness, Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. That the action of each man will be settled according to his intentions. If his migration will be towards Allah, then such a man will get his reward from Allah. If his migration will be towards a woman, or towards wealth, or towards any worldly aim, no matter what he says with the words of his mouth, he will only get a reward according to his intention. So a deep link of intent is with the true repentance and eventual salvation. From this point of view, when you say these prayers, which were the prayers of Hazrat Noah, then the thought of sitting in the boat of Hazrat Noah should also develop at the same time. Otherwise, these prayers will not be accepted and will become meaningless. You will apparently pray that as Noah had supplicated to you, we also supplicate. We have also been umped and are helpless. Our people have also prevailed over us with tyranny. Please help us. Despite that, in practice you say that our step must not advance towards the city of the Noah of this period. That is, it should not be a step of migration towards the pious people, but should be a step of migration towards the unpious cities. Then such prayers will be useless. There will be no influence and power in them. To understand the subject of prayers, it is necessary that you should try to become like those whose prayers they are. Hazrat Noah had taken his effort to convey the message to its very limits with deep and moving supplications. He did not leave even a minor aspect through which he could have conveyed the message of salvation to his people, which he did not do. Its mention will come in another prayer later, but for the time being, I want to say only this, that you should continue to study Kashti Anu, and the Noah of today is that very Noah who has been granted in this period, in the service of the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. The Ark of today's Noah is that Ark which is mentioned in the teachings of Hazrat Promised Messiah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. You should continue to try to board that ark and should continue to beg forgiveness of Allah for your negligence. I am certain that if our step will continue to advance in that direction, then whether we can reach there or not, Allah's forgiveness will pick us up in its lap and forgiveness will by itself take us to that boat. Another prayer is mentioned in the Holy Quran, which is connected with the mutual relations of the believers. It has praised the Ansar, what good people they were, how they offered their homes to the immigrants. After that, it has taught this prayer of the believers in chapter 59, Al-Hashr, verse 11. <laughs> 
یقولون ربنا فلنا ولی اخوان الذین سبقونا بالایمان those who came after the immigrants and the helpers after being overawed by their praise used to say this prayer والذین جاؤوا من بعدهم یقولون ربنا اغفر لنا ولی اخواننا over lord forgive us and forgive our brothers الذین سبقونا بالایمان those who preceded us in faith wala tajal fi qulubina ghillan lilladheena amanu and do not let crookedness and hatred develop in our heart for the believers rabbana innaka raufur rahim o our lord you are most kind and show infinite mercy the background of this prayer is that the helpers and the immigrants who had gained patience in the sight of allah became involved in the later period in such differences as a result of which it became very difficult for a historian to understand who had committed what mistake and who was in the right and to what extent by involving themselves in such useless debate the muslims were split in two groups one is the group who are called shiani ali shias and the other are called ahli sunnat sunnis now it is nearly 1400 years but they are not giving up these debates as to who was better than who who committed what sin and what negligences they had committed once a shia friend asked me that tell us whether it was hazrat ali who was right or was it hazrat aisha who was right i said those who can tell they have already gone to his court who am i to tell and who are you to ask it is allah who has decided that and those people have already appeared in his court and have presented everything to him therefore you should not involve yourself in such absurd debates about this verse of the holy quran it is reported that once a shia abused some caliphs and companions of the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him in presence of imam baqir who was a pious shia imam and was one of the earliest shia imams with deep sense of honor he stood up and with great majesty he recited this verse of the holy quran walladheena jaa'u min ba'dihim yaquluna rabbana aghfir lana wa li'ikhwanina alladheena sabaquna bil iman those who come after these pious leaders all they say is please forgive us and forgive them also if they have made some mistakes then we say that please forgive them we are only sinners please do forgive us also they are our brothers who were first to believe and it was because of their believing first that we have received this blessing of faith therefore it does not befit us that we should utter any unpleasant word against them except that we should ask you to forgive them wajal fi qulubina ghillan lilladheena amanu and make our heart such that they should remain 
no crookedness of any kind for those who have believed no ill thought should develop for them rabbana innaka raufur rahim o allah you are most kind please make us kind also you are ever merciful please make us also to be ever merciful therefore for a muslim this is a most value such jamaats where sometimes differences arise and then they develop into hatreds and the jamaats are split up especially for them this prayer has much importance this prayer should be kept in view when you have discussion with the sunnis and the shias and this is the best rule of conduct in which there is humility and modesty and the matters are given over to khairul fatihin the one who resolves them in the best possible way there is a prayer which is of hazrat abraham may peace and blessings of allah be upon him and of those who were with him and had received blessings from his example the holy quran says that they were not idolaters and were displeased with all kinds of idolatry and had devoted themselves exclusively to allah they used to supplicate to allah rabbana alayka tawakkalna wa ilayka anabna wa ilayka almasir that our lord our entire trust is in you wa ilayka anabna and we bow to you alone wa ilayka almasir and each path leads to you alone we do not find any path but it leads to you ilakal masih is a beautiful expression which means that we cannot go anywhere else eventually we are bound to reach there as it says all roads lead to rome it is an unreal figure of speech how can all the roads lead to rome but it is a fact that all roads lead to god of a believer as well as of an unbeliever eventually one has to return to him so they supplicate tawakkalna wa ilayka anabna wa ilayka almasir there is a deep message in this prayer that you have to return to god in any case whether you are an unbeliever or whether you are a believer whether you are pious or unpious you have no option but to go there but those who first take steps towards god they are the ones who are honored they are the ones who find god so hazrat ibrahim and his followers said this prayer that o oh allah we put our trust in you and we are coming to you alone and we know that eventually we will have to go to you therefore those who journey towards god willingly allah enables them to walk on his paths and gives them strength that they should eventually find him then is this prayer ah rabbana la tajalna fitnatan lil ladina kafaru waghfir lana rabbana innaka antal azizul hakim that over lord do not make us a trial for those who have denied you 
here the fitna means two things. One is that we should not be a cause of stumbling for someone. We have believed and we put our trust in you and come to you. But we must not stumble on the way in such a way that the onlooker may also stumble. And facing a trial because of us, he may lose the right path. This is a very important prayer. Everyone must examine his actions in this way and should also pray that because of me someone may not stumble. Once Hazrat Jesus, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, expressed this subject in this way, that a man who is a cause of stumbling for someone, it was better that his mother had not given birth to him, because that man is also punished. Therefore, one should always seek help of Allah through prayer. During my tour of America, often people mention to me that those who come from Pakistan do this and do that, and they become a co-stumbling for us. What I tell them is that Islam is not a religion of one country. It is of the whole world. You have not believed in Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad of Qadian because his link was with India. You have believed in him because his link was with Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. His link was with such a messenger about whom the Holy Quran says, He is such a light which is neither of the East nor of the West. He is common to both. And then says he is Rahmatul Lil Alameen, that he is a mercy for the whole world. So I tried to make them understand that you claim to have believed in Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Then why these geographical divisions? Then why this thought that such and such a person should have been better? Why should someone be better than us? Only he is better who is better in the sight of Allah. <laughs> the distinction of color or race has been effaced for good. Only he is honored among you who is honored in the sight of God. Therefore, I always told them that you should show pity to those who come from Pakistan. You think that they have come as ambassadors of Ahmadiyyat. But instead of being ambassadors of Ahmadiyyat, they become ambassadors of some ills. Becoming ambassadors of Muhammad Mustafa, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, you should try to save them rather than you yourself should stumble because of them. So as regards those who stumble, their excuse will not be accepted. And the Holy Quran has explained this clearly that when some people who will be led to hell on the Day of Judgment will present this excuse that oh, these great people had misled us, it was because of them that we had stumbled. Allah will reply, you both deserve hell for those who made the others stumble and for those also who were influenced by the bad example of some people and arranged their own misguidance. Therefore, the teaching of the Holy Quran is for both sides. 
and is perfect and balanced. But despite stating this, I do not consider that the responsibility of those Ahmadis is reduced who for a long time received training in Pakistan or India. And there are many among them who are the children of the companions of Hazrat Promised Messiah. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. There are many among them who have themselves seen the companions of Hazrat Promised Messiah. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And there are some who have received training from those who had seen the companions. But when they go in the outside world, then naturally people think whether this argument is right or wrong, that these are the ambassadors of Ahmadiyyat, and that following their example we will find salvation. But when they see bad examples, then they certainly feel hurt. But those who with the grace of Allah are bestowed with blessings and whose hearts are strengthened, they don't stumble, but the weak among them still stumble. Therefore, this prayer is highly essential, which was said by Hazrat Abraham and his companions. <laughs> that, O our Lord, do not make us a cause of st for those people who disbelieved. Here by saying, it has made it clear that those who stumble are not absolved of responsibility. Since disbelief is in their nature, that is why they stumble. The condition of unbelief is already within them. If it was not there, they would not have stumbled. But despite that, we do not want to involve ourselves in this. We like that because of us, some unjust people should stumble. The other meaning of the word fitna is that please do not let us have an opportunity to make the enemy suffer torment. The Holy Quran uses the word fitna, trial, in this sense also. Those who put the believers in trial and then do not repent. So a trial is two-sided. The trial from a believer is that someone should stumble and is misled from the path of Allah. The trial from an unbeliever is that by forcing torment on someone, they should stop him from the path of Allah. The result of trial is the same, although trial manifests from various directions in different forms. A believer does not become a cause of trial with oppression and cruelty, but becomes a cause because of his incapacity or because of his mistakes. The result in each case is the same, that someone is misled from the path of Allah. An unbeliever puts a believer in trial in this way, that by giving him physical torment, he tries to stop him from the path of Allah. Therefore, in the present time, this prayer applies equally in all parts of the world. There are some places where the others face trial from the Ahmadis because of deeds or weaknesses. The other can face trial. There are such countries also where Ahmadis face trial through atrocities and torment inflicted by others. 
So in both respects, this is a universal prayer and everywhere according to its meaning it will show effect. Therefore, I want that Ahmadis should specially continue Allah's help through this prayer. Then they supplicate, O Allah, forgive us. Certainly, you possess power with honor. The word Aziz needs to be understood. In this, there is the meaning of power and of honor. There is no force. It is such a power as a result of which the possessor of is honored. He does not misuse his power. For sure, he triumphs. Therefore, to translate the word Aziz as possessor of power is not right. Its meaning is that, O oh, that powerful existence, in whose power is included the honor and respect, and you are Al-Hakim, God of all wisdom, please grant us power with honor. Please grant us wisdoms also. There is one prayer which comes after the mention of those who do Taubatun Nasuh. It says, those who do sincere repentance before God, Allah grants them a light which runs before them and is also behind them. It surrounds them from all directions. It says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا تُوبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ تَوْبَةً نُسُوحَا أَسَعَ رَبُّكُمْ أَنْ يُكَفِّرَ عَنْكُمْ سَيِّعَاتِكُمْ وَيُدْخِلَكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِ الْأَنْهَارِ يَوْمَ لَا يُخْزِ اللَّهُ النَّبِيَّ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَعَهُ نُورُهُمْ يَسْعَى بَيْنِهِمْ وَبِأَيْمَانِهِمْ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا أَتْمِمْ لَنَا نُورَنَا وَاغْفِرْ لَنَا إِنَّكَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ do a sincere repentance and a perfect repentance. It is possible that as a result Allah will remove your ills. And He should enter you in gardens in which there are ever-flowings. Remember that a day shall come when the Prophet of Allah will not be disgraced, which means that he will be granted all honor. Because the word tries to disgrace the Prophet, and when it is said that he will not be disgraced, it means that each effort of the world will be defeated and rendered unsuitable, and all honor will be granted to this Prophet. It says, and the same treatment will be given to those who have believed with him. Their light will run in front and ahead of them. And on their right hand also. They will supplicate, O our Lord, perfect our light for us and forgive us. Certainly you have power over everything. 
Here it mentions that the light will run in their front and on their right. So the question arises, would there be no light on their left and would there be no light on their back? This is not the meaning of this phrase. Running in front means that their paths will be illumined. They will know what they have to do and the light on their right means that their faith will be illumined and in the matter of faith they will be free of mistakes because one needs light to see the path ahead. When you walk in the dark with a torch, you don't point the torch backwards to walk ahead. So in this such a state is mentioned which means that they will always progress and this phrase has painted a beautiful scene of the fast pace of Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and of his servants. The quicker they will advance their step, the quicker will the light run in front of them. As sometimes a pilot flies faster because one following him is flying fast. Similar scene has been painted of the light that they advance their steps so fast towards God that the light will be in a hurry that I may not lag behind and it will continue to illumine their paths. Amanihim means that on the right side that is their faith will be fully illumined which means that if they make mistake in the world then there is no harm. In some of the things they may be ignorant from the point of view of the world but it will not make any ill effect on their spiritual life. Then they will supplicate, O Allah, perfect our light, which means that light is not the name of such a condition where the light is perfect. It had mentioned earlier, stage by stage, the light continues to increase, and stage by stage, it can decrease also. This light in which we are sitting here, we think it is very good light and we can see distant objects very clearly. But if you go out and see in the sunlight, you will find that light is altogether different. If in this time on the same day you go to a hot country and go out in its warm sun, you will find that the light is so bright that you cannot open your eyes. So the light does change its nature. Means that continue to increase our light. Also by saying Nurana, it has pointed out another thing. Allah has put different capacities in each man. And in fact, they are the capacities from which the man receives his light. Eyes are linked with the light. Whoever's eyes are bright, the more they can benefit from the external light. If one has no light in his eyes, then no matter whether thousand suns are shining, the man will see nothing. So by teaching us this prayer, Allah has done us a great favor. He reminds us that if you need my light, and you really want more light from me, then increase your inner light and pray to God that, O Allah, 
perfect our light. Within us are many such weaknesses because of which we cannot fully benefit from your light. Please remove those weaknesses so that we can become worthy of the light the most. The subject of Vagfirlana is linked to this subject in this sense that our capacities which you have granted to us, it is possible that we have misused them. Because of this, there may not be any power to see. Therefore, we beg your forgiveness. If you have committed some sins and have made some mistakes, please overlook them and forgive us so that our dormant capacities may be awakened, so that a new life develops in our dying capacity. If we have committed some sins and have made some mistakes, please overlook them and forgive us, so that our dormant capacities may be awakened, so that a new life develops in our dying capacities. You have power over all things. When you will, you can decide that one's dying capacities should be revived. Then you have the power to bring those capacities back to life. But we in the world do not have the power. We have been discussing the light. If a man visits a doctor to get his eyes examined and the doctor were to discover that the inner light of his eyes is dead, is his optic nerve has no life, then the doctor will submit humbly that nothing can be done now. It is no longer within our power. And he will tell him that if the nerves are dead, then no man can revive them. So, has developed a new hope. It has told us that in our experience in the world, we observe that when the inner capacities have died, they cannot be revived. But oh, you have the power. If you will, you can bring the dead back to life. So we beg of you everything, and we know that you have the power to grant us everything. One prayer which the Holy Quran has preserved is the prayer of the wife of Pharaoh. It says, Zoraballahu Masarzina Amanu Imrata Fir'on is Kalat Rabbibnili Hindaka Betan Filjanna, Vanajini Min Fir'ona Wamalehi, Vanajini Min Al Khomizalimin. The translation is, Zoraballahu Masarzina Amanu. And Allah has also cited this example for the believing servants, that in some respects they are like the wife of Pharaoh. What respect? In the respect that seeing herself overwhelmed and oppressed and finding herself helpless before a wicked king supplicated, Please grant me a home from yourself. Here, living in the house of Pharaoh is a helpless and oppressed lady. She has no other home of her own. 
how painful is this supplication. Thinking of all her miseries and her desire that I want to worship Allah, I want to become pious, but, but I have been put in the of a tyrant who is so tyrant and is ruling over a large empire and the people fear him. If I will leave his home, where will I go? Therefore, no home of the world can give me shelter. This is the meaning. She supplicates. O Allah, make a home for me near you in paradise. Please deliver me of Pharaoh and deliver me of his misdeeds. And deliver me of a wicked people. So the believers also pass through such a state when they feel helpless. They live in a country whose king is oppressor, whose people are oppressors. They cannot leave the country and go elsewhere. Those who can leave migrate, but such weak people are among them, as was the wife of Pharaoh, who could neither leave her home nor leave the country. So such helpless people are also there. For them also you see what means of deliverance were provided by Allah. He included such a painful supplication in the Holy Quran, as a result of which such helpless people also receive blessing and ask Allah directly to provide for the paths of freedom. They supplicate that the home in this world is nothing. Grant us a home near you in paradise. There is another prayer of Hazrat Noah, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, which is very painful, in which detailed pictures are drawn as to what things Hazrat Noah did for his people. When some people see that as they delivered the message it has accepted, or they have been shown contempt, then they are quick to curse them. They say, okay, he has not accepted what we say and has rejected it. Now Allah's punishment will descend on him. These are utterly ignorant and childish things and are things displayed by the non-believers. The style of the prophets of God is altogether different. They convey the message to people to the very they convey the message in such a way that an ordinary man cannot even imagine it. Then despite apparently being defeated and rejected, they do not wish punishment from Allah till Allah may himself tell them what is going to be the end of a people. Now you see how Hazrat Noah had done his duty to convey the message. It has been repeatedly said to me in America that we did do our duty in the message, but people do not listen. But did you do it the way Hazrat Noah is saying? He submitted, O my Lord, I called my people during the day as well as during the night. 
فلم یزید ہوں دو بٹ مائی کول ڈیڈ نتھنگ ایکسپٹ دیٹ دے شوڈ مور کنٹمپٹ دے بیگین ٹو رن اوے فرام می مور وہ انہیں کل مادوت ہوں لطخر الحم جالو و صاب اہم فی آزان اہم وسطاب ہوں that O oh my Lord whenever I call them so that you may forgive them not for my own sake but that they should attain your forgiveness they put their fingers in their ears and put coverings over their heads and over their ears that after this they would remain any other way. If someone treats you this way, that he puts his fingers in his ears and puts covering over his head and over his face, and should repeatedly say with persistence and arrogance that do what you like, I will not listen to you, then you will say, all paths have ended. But Hazrat Noah continued and says, Then I thought that at times some people listen to general and opponents. If they don't listen to private talks, then I went into the streets and started calling people aloud to Allah. So making clear and loud announcements, I called them. And I called them secretly through signs and parables that come, come to God. I continued to tell them that your Lord is most kind and most forgiving. You should beg his forgiveness so that you may be forgiven. He will send rains of blessings on you. And He will bless your wealth and will bless your children and will grant you everlasting garden. And He will create running streams for you. Malakum, la tarjuna lillahi waqara. what has happened to you that you do not attribute words of wisdom to God. And I reminded them of their past and told them that before taking you to this stage, which times Allah pass you through, progressing through what periods and stages you have evolved to the human stage. Then look at the times before man. Don't you see 
how Allah created the earth and the heavens stage by stage passing through various periods. And in the heavens he put light for the moon which brings cool moonlight for you. And then he made a brilliant sun for you. And Allah has raised you from the earth like vegetation and has developed you gradually. But you must remember that eventually you will be made part of the same earth. And one day from the same earth you will be raised again. And your God is He who has spread out the earth like a bedding. So that you can move ahead on the open and wide paths on the earth. O my Lord, despite doing all I could, they still continue to deny me. And they follow him. They have followed such wicked people whose wealth and whose children have given nothing to them except loss. That is, such worldly people follow the rich and have begun to follow some powerful nations about whom they see that their eventual step is moving towards harm and towards loss. In reply to my inviting them to fight, they continue to increase in their scheming till they used great schemes against me. And the leaders announced again and again that you must never give up your gods, nor will you leave wood, nor sawa, nor yauq, nor nasr. And they have misled many people. And, and you do not increase those who have been misled in anything except in error. That is, your decree operates in this way that those who persist in error, you give them opportunity to continue to increase in error. Allah says that because of their many sins, they were made to enter the fire. And then beside God, they saw no helper. That is, no one could then have helped them. Then Noah said, O God, leave none of the unbelievers on this earth. This prayer, after doing everything possible, and not before that, he has stated its reason. 
ان کا انتظر ہوں یو دل عبادت ولا That now the condition of this nation has become such that if you will leave them on this earth, then besides spreading misguidance and besides spreading ills, they will do nothing and will give birth to such children who will continue to increase in error. O my Lord, forgive me and forgive my parents also. And forgive all those also who enter my home as a believer. Forgive all the believing men and all the believing women. And the enemies should receive nothing but destruction. This is the prayer as a result of which are then sent down that well-known rain and the earth sprouted its water till there was Noah's flood. That great flood about which it is said that it engulfed the entire world. But I have already stated that it is certainly proved from the Holy Quran that this flood was not worldwide but it arose only on the people of Noah, which had lived in a finite region, and only those people were destroyed whose is found in these verses. To the people whom Hazrat Noah had conveyed the message fully, and despite listening and understanding that message in every way, in every respect, they had denied Hazrat Noah. Here a particular puzzle is also solved. People say that the law of nature brings down the rains. It is only the law of nature as a result of which sometimes the springs sprout from the earth. How can it be said that this is a torment from Allah? Does Allah abrogate his law and does he issue some special laws? We find the solution to this problem in the preaching of Hazrat Noah. Hazrat Noah said that Allah will send down rains on you in abundance. That is, it looks that coming down of the rain was destined and in an exceptional way. Rains to come down in that region was destined beforehand and its preparations had already been made. But at the same time, Allah said that these rains will not be destructive. It is a law of nature, but Allah uses the law of nature whichever way He wills. He will send down the rain, but what for? Rains will be a means to increase your wealth and will increase your children and will leave behind ever-flowing rivers. So how the law of nature is used? This is the question. The rains had to come down. They had already risen as water vapors and risen high and collected together somewhere. But how they will rain? Will they come down together or come down with gap? Will they leave some benefit behind or will leave behind some harm? These decisions were to be done by the actions of man. So this is exactly what happened. 
you can see the rains did come down but came down in another way rather than benefiting them it destroyed all signs of that nation for good this prayer is taken from chapter 71 new verses 6 to 29 that is in these verses all this subject has been mentioned and that prayer is also included now i will mention the last two prayers which are known as mawazatain and in which by the words a'udhu bi rabbika we have been taught some prayers it says ayqul a'udhu bi rabbil falaq o muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam you say this and continue to say it and whoever hears it he should always continue to pass on this message that you should pray to your lord a'udhu bi rabbil falaq that we seek refuge in lord, who is the lord of creation who changes nights into daybreak and changes the daybreak into nights with whose power or with whose decree ever new things sprout stones split and buds shoot out of them and become trees the seeds sprout and give birth to various kinds of vegetation and plants this whole system is called falaq a woman becomes pregnant and gives birth to a baby therefore wherever in the universe something changes its state and transforms itself in a new form this whole organization is called falaq system so the prayer we are taught is a'udhu bi rabbil falaq you say it and exhort people to continue to convey to others that they should continue to supplicate to god that o god we seek refuge of the lord of falaq we seek your refuge who has created this whole system min sharri ma khalaq there is some mischief linked with the every creation so please do grant us the good in everything but save us the mischief of every creation you see some poor women when they are pregnant and suffer difficulty for 9 whole months but die as they give birth they are not enabled even to see the face of their baby some give birth to such children who trouble them throughout their life and cause them torment they suffer such difficulty to bring them up as babies they can neither feed themselves nor walk nor take care of themselves so with creation whereas there is much good in it and the good overwhelms you must remember this but at the same time there are some natural evils therefore it is a very important prayer which we must continue to beg from god keeping in view the condition when one state changes into another min sharri ghasiqin idha waqad please save us from the evil of the darkness when everywhere there are discords and mischief 
وَمِن شَرِّ النَّفَّاثَاتِ فِي الْوَقَدِ And save us from the evil of those who blow on relations and contacts and with ill intentions try to disturb human relations and create enmity and hatred. There is a great need of this prayer to reform the family situations. I have repeatedly reminded you that you should respect your parental relations and improve your links. Despite that, no day passes when such painful news is not received from either the mothers-in-law or from daughters-in-law or from mothers or from daughters or from sons where they have complained against each other. Some complain against their husband. Some children complain against their fathers that they speak harshly and lack respect. There is a torment in the home at all times. They break relations rather than binding them. As a result, mischief is created. As a result of this, rather than changing the homes into paradise, the homes are made a hell. So Allah taught us this prayer, save us from the mischief of everyone who blows as a result of which the relations are ruined. Hereby those who blow are meant sorcerers, charmers and conjurers. What it means is that they try that somehow with their blowing and ill-blowing other situations should become corrupt. Such customs are found in Africa even today. And many of the Ahmadis Frika write to me that how can we protect ourselves? The reply to their question was given by the Holy Quran 1400 years ago. It does not mean that there is definitely an effect of their ill blowing. The fact is that with their blowing they also do mischief and use deception. Some administer poison secretly. Some use enemies to inflict harm. Outwardly they keep their awe and claim you have suffered harm because blowing. So here we have been saved from all mischief as a result of which darkness spreads. The light is dimmed and that there should be a new creation which brings evil with it. Either it becomes evil itself or makes its source evil. For all such possibilities, we have been taught this perfect prayer. And then it says, Save us from the mischief of envier when he envies. This subject appears somewhat complicated because it does not say, Save us from the mischief of the envier, but it says, Save us from the mischief of the envier when he envies. What it means is that envy on its own does not harm anyone. But when as a result of envy he intends to do wrong, when he schemes to inflict, that is the time for which it is said is a hasad. Otherwise people do envy and burn in it but they harm themselves and cannot harm anyone else. The word hasid has indicated that he is in a state of envy 
at all times, then what is the meaning of Eza Hasad? The one who is an envier and envies all the time, then what is the meaning here that when he envies? It means that when he is changing his envy into an evil action, changes into mischief, when he schemes, when he conspires and tries to harm me, I don't know what he's up to, but you know what he's doing. In such a situation, please save me from his mischief. Then the last prayer is Say and can you say that you should always supplicate to God. I seek refuge in the Lord of Nas. The word Nas means ordinary men as well as mankind as a whole. I seek refuge in that existence who is responsible for the sustenance of all mankind, is responsible to nurture, is responsible to evolve them from low levels to higher levels, who fulfills all their needs in all situations. I seek refuge in the Lord who is the real Lord. Malikin Nase. It is he who is also the king of all mankind. And he it is who is to be worshipped by men. By stating these three things, all needs of man has been taken care of. There is not any sphere in which a man makes effort which is not covered by this prayer. I have put a detailed light on this in my commentary on the Holy Quran during Ramadan and I have been discussing this subject for several hours and I have no intention to repeat it here. Briefly I want to tell you that either it is sustenance that is the subject of economy which encircles man from all directions or there are kingdoms that is politics or it is worship, which is the world of religion. In these three subjects, all man's interests have been mentioned, and it is only these three which overwhelm man's life in all respects. So it says you should pray that, O Lord, do not make us to depend on people. This is what it means. You should always make us to depend on you. From our dependence on others, we run towards you, and we know that the real sustenance is in your hand. Therefore, please do not make us to depend on others. Give us sustenance from yourself. The kings in the world can be tyrant, and we will be helpless before them. But we know that you are the real king, in your hands are the necks of those kings. Therefore, from their oppression we seek refuge in you. It is a similar thing as when a representative of Kisra told His Holiness 
Muhammad Mustafa, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, that you must come to me within three days and stop your activities. Otherwise, I'll kill you. The Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said to the representative, Give me a little time so that I should pray and find out what does Allah desire. He prayed, and during the night, Allah told the Holy Prophet, May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and this is how he conveyed the news to the representative, that you may go back last night, my king has killed your king. He who is my master and is my king, he has ended your king during the night. The representative went back and learned as this news took time to reach there because it took time for the news from Iran to reach Yemen. That exactly on the night when the Holy Prophet and blessings of Allah be upon him was shown this scene, the son of Kisra himself killed his father because of his atrocities. So this is the meaning of Malikin Nas. If you believe that he is Malik, king, then he has the power to protect you from the greatest of the king in the world. But you need to believe it firmly and you need to remain within his kingdom. If you go out of his kingdom and live your life in the worldly kingdoms, but when you face problems you run to him, then this prayer will not be true. For Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, there was no Malik beside God. Therefore his supplication was heard, and with what magnificence and glory Allah showed his manifestation. So if you want to manifestation of the sovereignty of Allah, then you must stay within the limits of his kingdom, and then see how Allah will help you. This prayer is for deliverance from all kinds of desires. Allah himself says in the Holy Quran that a man makes his desire his idol and does not realize that he is becoming idolater. Apparently he says, There is no God beside Allah, but he makes little things his God. He makes helpless people his God and give prevalence to his desires over all other things. When such a person will say this prayer, there will be no effect of his prayer, because Allah will say that you say that you made me your God, but in your daily life you have made hundreds idols. Therefore to give effect to your prayer, good actions are also necessary. And even if the actions not entirely good, then making of effort with pious intentions has a lot to do with the prayers. With humility, one can at least say that, O oh God, I am sinful. I suffer many ills. Repeatedly I sin, but my heart honors you. My heart loves you. I know that there is none beside you who can save me. If you say this prayer with pain, that Allah is Ghafurur Rahim, most forgiving and ever merciful. He covers your sins 
and also forgives them. But the final longing of the heart should be God. This means Elah, the one who is worshipped. The final desire, the final aim and final object must be God. If this happens, then your this prayer will show extraordinary manifestations of power. Ilahin Nas, I seek refuge in that God who is the only Lord of the entire man, and beside him there is none worthy of worship. From what I am seeking refuge? From all kinds of evil suggestions. Vaswas is the name of those who spread evil suggestions. Normally, one prays to be freed of evil suggestions, but the literal translation of is that from the mischief of such a one who creates evil suggestions and who is also Al-Khannas. Then quietly and mischievously he creates evil suggestions and himself steps back and Often you don't even know that with what evil intention he has sown a seed of doubt. A time is going to come when all this khannas will start spreading doubts throughout the world about God, about his rub attribute, about his worship and about his sovereignty. And it is the present time through which we are passing, because in today's world such philosophies have developed which do not make God their rub, but make the powerful countries of the world as a rub. And the concept of dependence on them has become so strong that at each need, first of all, they think of these powers, that we should ask aid from this country and from that country. Look at the Muslim countries. They pick up their bagging bowels and run sometimes to America and sometimes to Soviet Union. And at times they go to China. But say, Ilah is our God. In practice, it is this period today when our Ilah have spread out and are many. And there are many Rab also. So it says that a time is going to come when powers will rise which will make hollow the very root of your faith. They will create doubts in your heart and, and as a result of these doubts you will consider God neither your rub nor your king. You will begin to take great powers of the world as your kings. Neither will you consider God worthy of worship because in actual fact in your hearts you will be worshipping your desires. It says, These are the powers which will create mischief, which are among the great people as well as among the ordinary people. They are capitalists as well as bourgeois and proletariat. They are, they are capitalists as well as scientific socialists. Here, al-jinn means the great powers and celebrated powers. 
and annas means the people's powers. So this prayer is applicable to this time in all aspects. This is the reason that His Holiness Muhammad Mustafa, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, used to say these prayers before going to sleep and used to blow hands and then used to rub his hands on his body. There is no superstition in this. It is God who hears our prayers, then why do we rub over our body? The fact is that it is a manifestation of one's love. Sometimes when someone finds a piece of clothing of a loved one, one rubs that cloth on one's body, touches it to his face and kisses it. Therefore, I think that to rub hands over his body was not with the aim that he thought that if it is rubbed on my body, I will be protected from awful things. He was on the protected station. He was given Allah's protection at all times. He used to pray to God and knew that protection will come from God alone. So to blow the prayers on one's hands and to rub them on one's body was for reason except as a manifestation of one's love and attachment. When he used to recite the verses of Allah, his heart used to immerse in it, and love used to leap, and with deep affection used to blow these prayers on his hands and used to rub those loving hands on his body. If the Jamaat were to pray with this passion and enthusiasm, then I assure you that Desiring the path of those who were bestowed with blessings, as we say this prayer in each standing posture of our five daily prayers. That, O our Lord, guide us in the right path, in that path on which before us those people continue to walk whom you had chosen for blessings, on whom you had showered your blessings. So these are the people who used to walk on this path saying these prayers. May Allah also enable us that we should say these prayers as they ought to be said. And as a result of these prayers, we should walk on those paths where rains of blessings should continue to descend from God. Amen. During the Arabic part of the sermon, Huzur said that I had started this sermon with the meaning of Juma and had given you this good news that, that today we the Jamaat Ahmadiyya are that Jamaat who are mentioned in chapter Juma of the Holy Quran and the latter day people who will be joined with the people of earlier times with the grace of Allah in the service of Hazrat promised Messiah wasalam, will be the ones who will be acting on the practice of Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with this, you will be linked with those in the early periods and not without it. But this time is the time of gathering in another aspect also. Distant countries gather together in various that man's mind is amazed. To assure us further of this, that we are the people who are deeply linked with the chapter Juma, Allah has created such inventions as a result of which sitting here we are linked to Ahmadis in far-off places and have gathered together in one respect. The, the sermon of Eid that I had delivered, I have just been given a report that with the grace of Allah that sermon was being heard live in 24 countries of the world.
63 Jamaats throughout the world were listening it directly. Now the system will inshallah continue to spread and outwardly also it is only Jamaat Ahmadiyya which has been enabled by Allah that it should assemble people in various places at the same time in this way at one hand. So in this sense it is a glad tiding for us but at the same time it increases our responsibilities also. Alhamdulillah, Nahmuduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'khiruhu wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayh wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati amalina man yahdihillahu falamudillalahu من يضلله فلا هادي الله ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وعده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل واللسان ويتاعد القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يذكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكر الله يذكركم وَدُوهُ يَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ وَلَذِكْرُ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرُ